Next order of business is a roll call of members. Please indicate your presence when the machine is open. Of all the members voted, Tyler, roll. All right, this is a special episode this week uh, for a number of reasons. One so is uh, that uh, I'm recording a day early uh, because I, I my college reunion is tomorrow night, and so I won't be able to record. Um, so that's just me sharing some personal details. Maybe more important than this podcast, but we'll see what the numbers tell well, us. Well, you know, the thing is, I've got we got to keep it clear. Every week it's got to happen, even if that means recording at a different time and all of that. But it's also special because... We have one of the most extraordinary members of the legislature in the House today, uh, actually my favorite member. Like, if you've listened to other episodes, those people are okay. Um, you know, I listened to some of those episodes, and you you keep telling everyone the same thing. You're well, losing I, credibility I here. was lying then. Right, and right. And now I'm telling the truth. Uh, today's guest is my friend, Tanya Paff. And if you're to Google her, you may get it wrong, because her name is actually spelled, well, how do you actually spell your name? P-F-A-F-F. Okay, so and by, by the way, side note, I gave up my main name, which was a really cool political name, Tanya Nation. Holy cow. I know, can you believe I gave that up? Anyway. I, I've i met your husband. Yes. I like him. That was a mistake. <laughs> uh, Tanya Paff, what, what's the origins of the name Paff? It's it's German. Okay. Yeah, because it's got the the consonants. The, yeah, the silent yeah. the silent F. So, uh, Tanya, why don't you start by maybe just saying a little bit about yourself um, I'd prefer you go by Tiny Nation the rest of the podcast, but if you could say a little bit about yourself in the district you represent. So I'm Tanya Path from Terre Haute, Indiana, which is the west side of the state, and I have a district, Terre Haute, West Terre Haute, Seelyville, and my real job is I'm a high school math teacher. So I've been teaching math for about 30 years, and I got so angry with the state of public education that I decided to run for office and got elected. So this is my fifth year. Your fifth year. And did you, what, at any point did you ever use the slogan? And I'm just spitballing here. Things just don't add up. Like, yeah, I would, there could be a cool cadence from the mic. Uh, you know, you don't like something. Things just don't add up. I, I have not yet, but, you know, I, I certainly could. There's a chance that uh, in the next couple of days, maybe you could work it in. I'll try. Okay. So um, what do people need to know about Terre Haute? Because um, maybe they, you know, a lot of people listen are from my district, District 100. So they live in Indianapolis. Maybe they've never been to Terre Haute. What are some things that, you know, some standout things they need to know? Um, our friend Taylor Schaefer, who's the head of downtown Indy, is from Terre Haute. That's that's a, a fun fact. Absolutely. What else? What else you got? So Terre Haute is considered the crossroads of America because it's where 70 and 63 meet. And we've, uh, the, the, we're sort of reinventing ourselves. So we keep coming into the news. But our, our latest good accomplishment is that we're finally going to get a casino. So that should be open sometime next year. Uh, we, quite frankly, are kind of a poor community. have lost um, a lot of big businesses and industries uh, Pfizer left us, and basically Sony and Columbia Records, and so we're in the process of reinventing ourselves. And uh, it's a great community; I love it. Um, I am 55 years old, and I've probably lived there maybe 52, 53 years of my life. You know, had a couple places I had to live, but uh, you know, I'm I'm just a I'm a girl from Terre Haute, and I, I love my community. Well, I think some of the breaking news today is that you're 55 years old. Would have never <laughs> bought that. Never would have bought it. Uh, so okay, it's been. So it's what it's Wednesday. Yes, um, we've got 
uh, one more day left of session, but it feels like it's been two weeks. Um, and I, I was at a neighborhood meeting last night, and the way I described this session was like those Sour Patch Kid commercials. Have you seen those where the Sour Patch, you know, it's these little candies, and it starts out they're doing something kind of ornery, and then they like come and hug you. And this session has been in reverse, where the first part of session actually was somewhat tame and mild as it relates to the kind of the the caliber of policy the definitely the, the how controversial policy has been and it seems like these last few weeks it's been just sort of a sprint for bad bills and you serve on the committees that have had the privilege of uh hearing those bad bills so could we maybe just talk a little bit about some of the bills that have stood out to you um in what we're called this segment's the good the bad and the ugly uh but excellent <laughs> what, what bills have kind of stood out as you've been on education ways and means elections over the last few days so uh, I'll do the good is uh, is ways and means because it's the budget. And so I get the privilege of sitting through any bill that has a fiscal on it over $50,000. And the good news about that is I'm so much more informed about all the bills than I used to be when I wasn't on ways and means. Because in this job, you're in your committees and you really only know about your bills. So like when my constituents ask me about Senate bills, I have no idea. We're so busy over here hearing over what 1,200 bills uh, possible. So ways and means the budget is probably the, the good. Um, education and elections are a little different. I'll do elections real quick. Um, for some reason, we are trying to limit absentee ballot applications and voting by absentee ballot. Um, and this is a policy stance. And, you know, I heard a lot of, a lot of testimony in committee. And at the end of the day, we have the, some of the most secure and safe elections. We have such little, little parts of voter fraud, and then they're going to just go and change the whole system again and make it more difficult for people to vote. So I did not enjoy that one. We, uh, we voted that out today. And then the two big ones that uh, really, of course, are uh, a lot harder for me to handle are um, arming teachers and uh, don't say gay bill. Yeah, and we talked last week a little bit about the the arming of teachers bill with uh, Representative Earl Harris. On the don't say gay bill, you know, I, I, this is my take, and, I, and I'm interested in your thoughts that it feels like we keep passing bills that are about bullying the most vulnerable people in the state. I mean, this is a population that's more likely to commit suicide, more likely to have significant mental health challenges, more likely to feel on their own and isolated. And we keep having these bills, and it even happened on the floor today, someone talking about what we need to do to make sure that these quote-unquote you know, troubled transgender kids don't infiltrate the brains of everyone around them. Like, what, what are you kind of thinking as you're going through all of this, especially as a teacher who is, is dealing with kids every day and knows the full gamut of what they're right. experiencing? So, so, you know, 30 years in the classroom, I've, I've, I've seen, I've taught over 5,000 kids. And at the end of the day, I think I'm like most teachers in Indiana. We, we just want to teach. It, it, Blake, if you come in and say, call me Betty, I will say, Okay. And you know what? I have a hundred other things to do. That is the least of my concerns. I'm more concerned about you staying off your iPhone and getting your AirPods out of your ears and actually learning something. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about, you know, what name you want to be called, which was four hours of testimony. Uh, was that just yesterday? It was one of these days. Yes. Uh, No, Monday morning. So my problem with these bills are they're just targeting such a very small amount of individuals that quite frankly um, have, a, have a lot of issues that they're trying to deal with. And, and the last one that I, I've taught a lot of transgender kids, the last thing they want is for their math teacher 
to not call them by the name they want to be called. They just want to come in. They just want to, they just want to be left alone. And we should. So these bills are absolutely, they're hateful and they're just ill-intentioned. So as you kind of, if we zoom out for a second, right, you had a bill that was essentially suggesting that you should be armed in your classroom, and that would be the, the one of our best approaches for school safety. You have a bill that's now asking you to start weighing in on identity issues and, and at times even out kids to their parents. Right. Um, or, or to others in the community generally. Like, you know, I guess just as a, as a current teacher, you know, where's your head at as this session is, is moving along, as you, as you think about going back to the classroom? Oh, I'm, I'm just thinking about retiring from both jobs. <laughs> um, my, my head continues to be, you know, I always tell people my real job is, is teaching. And, um, you know, these political bills or what I call them or social issue bills, um, they really are not affecting what we do in the classroom every day. So when, when I go back to the class, um, I'll go in the beginning of May with 100 new students and um, six new periods to teach. And, you know, all these things that we focus so long and so hard about here just really, I'm not saying they don't affect our teaching profession, but it's not what we're concentrating on. So in addition to what's been heard um, in the committees that, that Tanya's on, uh, a couple good things happened this week. Uh, you know, we did have a number of Democrat bills pass. Again, you know, Always this is, good this to is see. the other side of the Sour Patch, I think, that they, these sweet little moments. I think um, every once in a while, people realize that we have good ideas. They do. They do. And they've they found their way into some of their budget <laughs> items, too. Uh, Representative Garcia Wilburn, HB 1321, um, was around uh, training for law enforcement. Um, Representative Gore's HB 1365 revised the definition of machine gun to include devices such as Glock switches, which can be used to make a semi-automatic weapon function as a machine gun passed through the house. That was a big deal. Um, and a, a pretty interesting public safety policy area, too, where we've got these weapons now that are, that are acting as machine guns and they weren't really uh, considered in code. Representative Porter, Dementia Specialist Program Bill was passed out of the House. Uh, Representative Hamilton's budget amendment to increase funding for domestic violence prevention and treatment was adopted into HB 1001 just a few moments ago. Representative Bauer, who seems to just be passing bills left and right. Are you, are you a little jealous, I'm, by the way? We can talk about that in okay. a second. 1220 right. was passed through the House, which aids prosecutors to be able to try coaches for acts of child seduction. Non-school employed coaches you were know, a loophole in What there. a great bill. Can I just talk about that one for a second? So um, I have four children, and we did travel sports. And I had no idea that the coaches of travel sports were not under Indiana law, just like any other high school or middle school coach. So what a great bill for Bauer. Yeah. So let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So Maureen is one of my closest friends in the chamber. She was the second person I interviewed for the podcast. Wait a minute. Doesn't she have two bills passed now? She has three, I believe. Oh. Three. And so, and I'll tell you, I'm a little salty about it. I'm very happy for her. Um, but, you know, I got named rules ranking minority member. Uh, and I, my, my uh, excuse mm. is that I've been so focused on not screwing that job up um, that I've not gotten... Uh, a couple of my bills now. I have gotten amendment. My bills have been amended into other bills, which I think counts. It does count. And and honestly, you know, your constituents wouldn't know the difference between if we're an author, co-author, co-sponsor, or it was an amendment. That's very true. So the, and what the, you often see is, you know, when we talk about these big moments, this is when you are the primary author. It was your bill. It's right. one of the 10 you filed. Right. You passed it through. But yeah, there, there are other ways to get things done, which I've become quite good at. I just have not had my moment in the sun yet. Well, and here's what you need to do with your podcast is to continue to tell everyone how great you are. 
So it doesn't really matter. Seriously, if you're co-author, sponsor, or you get it as amendment, if you're getting things done for your constituents, it's a win. I have approached my marriage that way, where <laughs> I just continually tell Natalie how great I am, and it has not necessarily stuck. But your I hope it's wife. true. I, I hope it's true in the legislature. Right. So Tanya, I want to you know I want to talk about one other thing here. So you serve on Ways and Means. You already mentioned that you have the the privilege of of hearing anything that's got a fiscal over fifty thousand dollars. You know, today we were on seconds for the budget. What what do folks need to know about how the budget process works? I mean, you've been burning the midnight oil since the start of session in Ways and Means. Just kind of give people, I guess, a glimpse into that part of the work. You know, it's interesting um, to side go on sidebar for a second. There was one day in Ways and Means we heard nineteen bills, and uh, and they're mostly they're all the nineteen were ones that had already been through the committee, so it was a very good process, and all those were like unanimous. So we are just attaching money to it. But the budget is a very, very complicated process. And, you know, I have a math degree and it would take, I think it's at 200 pages right now. I'm not quite sure. Um, It takes a long time to figure out, to follow the money and see where it's being allocated into all the different sections of what government, how government works, right? So um, we started right at the beginning of session, hearing from higher education, all kinds of different departments, DOC, DOE, we'll just keep throwing acronyms around. And, and every higher ed institution, right? Every yes. state higher ed institution yeah. as well. Yeah. And so we heard from all those. And, um, you know, everyone has a budget request. And then you start getting into representatives, pet projects, we can call them, right? Mine is Project Lifesaver. Can I plug that real quick? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I did this last year. I did it again this year. Um, but basically, when, when kids have autism or you have a parent with dementia, you can buy a, a, a bracelet. And then as soon as the kid wanders, this happened in my community, they wandered out of Vigo County into a different county. And so in Vigo County, we have a transmitter. I call the sheriff. I said, my kid's gone. And they beam them real quick, and you can find the location. But when the kid goes out of your county, some counties don't have it. Only 33 counties have it. So you can see the problem. So Project Lifesaver, that would be my pro- project. So anyway, back to the budget, you have all these different asks and then all these legislator asks. Do you have a couple asks? Um, I, you know, it's it's interesting. My my asks really fell into the traditional legislative process this year. Okay. So it, yeah. So if you so then we have all those bills to hear too. And at the end of the day, you know, the committee is supposed to agree on a budget, but really, kind of what happens is the chairman Jeff Thompson. And I'm sure other people, they get together and they run a bunch of numbers. And then the Democrats run a bunch of numbers. And we say, hey, what about this? Which is what happened on the floor today. So the Republican budget, we have our Democrats, we try to amend uh, things into the budget. Now, saying all that. And that amendment actually just works as a second budget, right? I mean, we're actually introducing a budget that is is our ideas for the most part. For the most part. We're saying, hey, this is our budget. And it should take place of your budget. As you can see, it probably didn't pass. So it didn't pass. And so now what happens, it goes to the Senate, same process. But then really at the very end, what really happens is the Senate and the House, Democrats, Republicans, just a few of them kind of get together and work out all the kinks. And at the end of the day, some people support it and some people don't. And I think it's it's we've had a couple. I've been here now three years, so one one biennium budget. 
uh, and we voted for. Well, I voted for the budget. A I number did of too. us voted for the budget last I time. I think almost. I think all Democrats did. This time, it doesn't feel much like that's going to be the full caucus doing it. Um, we have some, I think, pretty significant differences on the policies. And then today, a very bizarre budget uh, amendment went in that uh, essentially is defunding from a state dollar standpoint, the Kinsey Institute at IU, some heavy conspiracy theory allegations were thrown out on the floor. It was a wild thing. Um, I you know, I don't know enough yet to talk about this uh, in depth on the podcast, but I'll lead it to say uh, wild moment on the floor. 53 votes. Absolutely. Um, which no one saw that coming. So, that and the thing about the budget, and I, I think this is true for most bills, and you would recognize this too, is you look at a bill so let's just take a, a simple bill that has like three concepts in it. Well, if two out of the three are good and you can live with the third one, you generally vote for it, right? Well, you're looking at the budget and it's got probably a good 125 different concepts. So it's a very easy no vote in saying, look, I didn't get my money for X, Y, and Z. I'm against the budget. Or you can look at it and say, wow, they gave a lot to public schools. So I can be a yes. And so I, I think a lot of times people just think we sort of push the button without actually thinking about these concepts. But um, I will say, you know, a lot of votes are, are really difficult. And uh, then you go home to your constituents and you'll get asked about, well, why could you, how could you possibly vote no on this? Because they only saw the one good part about it. And so it, it's, it's very tricky. Yeah, we have one of the very few jobs where everything is binary, right? Mm -hmm. Like it is one thing or the other, despite all the gray in That's between. Right. All right, Tanya, it's been a long week. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I want to I want to end with uh, a kind of simple question, which well, I it's can't a, it's wait. A three, maybe it's a three part question. We've only been here 10, 11 hours today. Yeah, Make I mean, it simple. you're ready. You're ready for this. So I want you to share your favorite thing about being a state rep. I want you to share your least favorite thing about being a state rep, um, and I want to share. Want you to share maybe a, a lesson learned. You said you've been here for seven, seven years. So five, five years. This is my fifth. Five years. So uh, maybe could you just share uh, those three, three answers to those sure. three questions? So I'll start with my least favorite. Um, my least favorite is I'm going to go back to we have really good ideas, right? So we have legislation, we have amendments that make sense. I mean, all the Democrats, and you know, you'll go, you will go up, I'll go up on the floor, and you know, I'll fight and I really believe in something. And then some people take the time to look up from their phones and, you know, they vote no and we vote yes. And then you sit down. And so that's my least favorite is because I, you know, I, I wanted to take this job to make a difference, especially in education. And it's really hard when I don't feel like I am. So that's my least favorite. Well, I just want to say very quickly, yeah. what, what I've, you know, I'm, I'm a student of speeches, right? I started as a speechwriter, and I, I think a lot about the power of the moment when you're in the super minority. Like, what I've always appreciated about you is you don't go up all the time, right? You're, you are not at that mic every chance you no, get. No, I am and not. And I think, I think what that actually does for you, and, and even me, you know, sometimes you just kind of get in a cadence, you're trying to knock out a bunch of stuff while you're sitting at your desk. Uh, when you go up, I stop and I listen, because well, you don't you. go up very often, and I think that's that means when you go up, you're saying something that, you know, really matters to you. I think that's a very good approach well, thank for you. what it's worth. Not that you're here for my affirmation. Well, but. you never know. So the good, <laughs> uh, the good about my job is um, I, I really do think I'm helping my community in a lot of different ways, um, mostly behind the scenes, uh, but that's okay. Um, 
and you know, people were like, I, you're, you're not really doing anything. I'm like, well, actually I am. I'm just not promoting myself enough. So perhaps I need to work on that. Well, you're on a really successful podcast. Uh, you know, thank God I accepted. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I do appreciate my community and, and I like being able to fight for it. And then the, the last thing that I've learned that, um, is that I'm just not a big deal. So I, uh, you know, there's different ways to see your constituents. I go to Kroger a lot um, in my community, and I've been going to the same grocery store for about 40 years, I think. And so I'm pretty much there every Sunday, and I see all kinds of people. And, you know, some will stop me, some won't, um, a lot of looks. But people will actually come up to me and say, hey, you know, we need to lower prescription drug costs, you know, which is, I find myself very accessible, right? I think that's the teacher in me. So the other day, this is this is how I know things. Um, I turned the corner with my cart, and this woman was coming the other way, and she stopped. She goes, I saw you on TV. And I said, oh, really? I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And she goes, meh. And then she just walked away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's important in this job that you don't take yourself too seriously, that you're accessible to the people, and that you're doing your best, and, and that you're following your moral compass. Because... A lot of times um, things get very overwhelming here and you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this or we're doing this or however you want to say it. And then as I drive in town, I'll look around and know that no one's paying attention or very few, except on this podcast. Yes. Right. I think the people of this podcast are deeply <laughs> informed, uh, if not at all using it to go to sleep at night. Uh, it's hard to say. Um, well, Tanya, listen, I'm, I'm uh, really glad you took the time to come on. It really has been a long week. And if I think we're probably a little shorter than our normal episode. And if that's mainly because we have been here late every single night this week, uh, and we're not done for the day either. We've got stuff to do this evening right. as well. So uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank all of you for continuing to listen. Uh, and we are one week away from halftime uh, at the State House, which is the moment when we take a short break, uh, a few days off, and then we come back and start hearing the other chamber's bills. Uh, spoiler alert, there will not be a Rihanna performance. I apologize. It'll just be me with my friends wow. from the legislature. So, uh, It's almost as good. Almost as good. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.